0: Okay. Hi, and welcome to the Academy Podcast. My name's Austin Parenti. And my name's Jeremy Hiss. And today we will be continuing our exploration, our veneration, our expedition, our journey. Our death march. Our death (laughs) march. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no. our, our voyage death. you need to make it sound like it's exciting the death march no done with your play-dohs
1: republic. republic
0: and we are in uh our episode uh four so
1: welcome to the halfway point finally we're here <laughs> oh i thought we still had like 10 different
0: episodes to go well th- this is where things start to get rather uh, interesting and and dare i say uh aaron iconic because this is where certain ideas come from that that really individually on their own are echoed throughout Western philosophy moving forward. Am, am I right in saying that? Because we will we will touch on the virtues and and maybe not in this episode, but we will get into the allegory of the cave and the
1: philosopher king and all that is coming. Uh, shortly. Yeah, yeah, we're beginning. We're we're really starting to kind of dive into more of the ethical uh, philosophy of Plato, which I uh, which is is. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really the goal of Plato, is his ethical philosophy, more yeah. than anything else. Especially the part about the infants.
0: Oh, we'll say oh, no. Uh, so, so the, the first thing that he starts to do here is he says, I have an idea. <clears throat> He's like, we, we have established our society. Uh, and it's looking great he says we have we have censored education and we've put people in classes i'm kidding i'm not doing him justice but you know he's done his thing he set up his his system and now he says now all that remains is to find justice and you know it might be easier if we identify the other three virtues uh and and if we knock them out of the way what's left will be justice
1: so what do you what really what the uh, socrates kind of returns to the right like the question of discovering justice in the state and he says that um he says that he asked the question well is the state that we set up you know in the previous chapters is this really a good state for us to be finding justice in like he wants to take Mm -hmm. a step back and evaluate and he says okay make sure we're there yeah, yeah he's like okay so have we built a city have we built a state that is that is 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 good enough for us to evaluate whether or not it contains in itself justice, kind of what you're saying. Right. Um, and so he says that there are four qualities that the state must possess in order to be perfect, and he has to uh, he has to identify these four qualities. Now, more students of philosophy would say, okay, well, there you see a philosophical or logical assumption in which he is assuming, you know, oh, you need these four qualities for it to be a good state. Yeah, like who says? Uh, yeah, who says? And Plato says, get over it. Right, um, because so, that's
0: just the classical
1: definition right, of the virtues. right. They're not— yeah it's not a. that's not the question right it's mm-hmm. like they're not gonna be debating like what is right that's a different book right even it, though it's, it's pretty not. much <laughs> anyway so just covering the base there so the four qualities are wisdom, wisdom. i want to say him. okay, <laughs>
0: say <him>? okay. <laughs> i know the answer uh wisdom courage self-control or or temperance is sometimes put i
1: want to i want to operate with the word self-discipline okay let's say self-discipline then um, and, and lastly, justice there. And then, and then the, and the next section of the book that we're going over is going to be, well, and beyond, and well, we will cover more beyond that, but the uh, finding out where those four characteristics are to be found. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and so he starts with wisdom
1: and Am I correct in saying,
0: yeah these are the what we would call the classical virtues that right that these four uh, 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 courage, wisdom, self-control and and justice are
1: those are the ones adopted by later philosophers and for uh, and for Plato specifically, these are the these are the virtues, the characteristics that we need to be adopting in our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. so not only is it what we need to be looking for in the state. Because like he says, the state and the individual being synonymous with each other, so therefore if we're finding it right. in the state, we must also find it in the individual. That's the concern, is that it's, this, is not, this is not wholly concerned with, with the condition of the state. It is also equally concerned, if not more so, with the condition of the individual.
0: Because it's just individuals that make up a state. It's just one big individual kind of. Yeah. You know, right. of yeah. course uh, or, details. You
1: know, or is is the
0: state a metaphor for <sighs> <Yada>. individual. <so. laughs> right. Um, and, and and so this is interesting to me because I I remember better the later philosophers who talk about this and who who adopt it into their own worldviews than I remember this. So maybe we could spend a minute and go over these uh these four in order and just, just make sure that that I'm understanding them as they're to be understood. Okay. And, and we're contextualizing them if, if they need contextualizing. Go ahead. Um, so the first one that we go over is wisdom. Sure. Uh, which he says is, is on the state level, is primarily found in the leaders. Yes. Right. That's that's the the, the big scale. Well,
1: let me... He makes a very important assertion here. Okay. So since we're giving each of these contexts. Assertion or assumption? Assertion. Okay. Um, Where he says that, well... A state contains lots of different kinds of wisdom. Yes. Okay, I remember. So he says, Well, you have the wisdom of the carpenter, you have the wisdom of the, the metal mus- worker, the musician, the sailor, the musician. They're all we different. Can go out different kinds of wisdom, right? Um, and so and he's like, Well, yeah, so where do we find wisdom in the state? It can't be wisdom in the state can't necessarily be of a particular kind of wisdom, which I think is really telling because we like to compartmentalize things, Mm -hmm. um, in which we say like, even like, even now, like if we say, well, what's the wisdom of the state? Well, a good politician, like, does that mean the wisdom of doing politics? Well, well, not really, because what does it mean to do politics? Well, getting bills passed. Well, (laughs) is that really wisdom in the state? All right. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. So, he says, and here's the quote. Um, Let it you know, he asks, he asks, is there any form of knowledge to be found among any of the citizens in the state we've just founded, which is exercised not on behalf of any particular interest, but on behalf of the city as a whole, in such a way as to benefit the state both in its internal and external relations? So, Makes sense. So the skill of making the city good. Just like you would say, the wisdom of the carpenter is to make the not the just good, good, but also to to have them know what the to know what the common good is and to embrace that. Okay, so it's a step more, right? So like wisdom, and we can talk about this forever, but like it's <laughs> important for our listeners to know that how how Plato and Socrates is <laughs> is is conceiving of what wisdom in the state is, is, is a knowing and understanding and embracing of, of not a particular interest or particular goods to be pursued, but rather what is good for the whole and to pursue that. And so, and then, so then let's take it a step further. That means whatever faculty knows wisdom and embraces wisdom, therefore must be in charge of the whole because he knows what's good for the whole. Makes sense. Yeah. So, so that's where he says, well, it's found in the guardian's knowledge. Right. Where the guardians in their education and them being philosophers, they know the knowledge of what is good for the whole of the state. And then they, and they legislate accordingly to what that public good is in accordance to their philosophy, to their reason. So therefore that is where the knowledge of the whole state is to be found. So therefore knowledge is found in the city that they have set up. Mm-hmm.
0: Now it, it is interesting. I don't want to get down a rabbit hole with this, but he says the good of the, st- of the state as a whole he doesn't say for the majority, so right. right, the majority would be a utilitarian stance that we will do the greatest good for um the as many people number. as we yeah. can
1: possible, producing the greatest amount of happiness for the greatest amount of people mm-hmm. it, it, so
0: he 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 seems to truly believe that there is one good whole that we can work towards that will benefit the entirety of the state at least if they're in this um circumstance that he's created with these classes and everything you know right let's go. Kind of Cool. Worth noting. Yeah. Um, and, it,
1: and it gets into like what we talked about in last episode is, is also like wisdom for the whole, like people can, people may be thinking, well, how do, how do you even know that? Like, how do I know like what is the good for like the whole of everybody? And, and like the very first, the very first thing we would say is harmony and unity is that people are not in conflict with each other and people are, and and the state can be seen as one cohesive body that that moves together towards whatever goal it must have, and everybody plays their part right that's kind of what we talked about in that last episode yeah. episode three is that and and that he and later on he will like compare it to um you know the that uh Think of a body where, like, if a finger is hurt, it's not like it, it, it's not like the rest of the body is not aware of the pain of that one finger. The entire body feels that pain with it, and so that's kind of what he's comparing it to. Where it's like the state, one part of it is hurt. That one one little conflict, the rest of them would would know it and 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 feel that and 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 be able to empathize and participate hmm. in that. And so that's like the basis of it in a way. Without getting into any particulars about what right. the common good may consist of on a ground level, but Mm -hmm. rather what is good for the whole would be its unity and its harmony.
0: Yeah. So, so, so he, he's first doing this big, broad strokes at the virtues as they apply to the state as a whole identity. And so next he moves into courage and he's not talking about individual courage yet. He's talking about, what courage is concerned with the state as the whole. Right. And that one's kind of the obvious answer. You go the auxiliaries,
1: the, yeah, the, auxiliaries, the guards, yeah, the, yeah. the mm-hmm. also <laughs> again, the guardian class, right? There's one guardian class. And, and those so, are the leaders. It can be, yeah. It could be divided into, you have the auxiliaries, which consist of your warrior class. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they are part of the guardians. And then the, the elderly guardians who have been educated. So, and, and have moved beyond that are, are, those of the ruling class.
0: Okay. So, so he's saying specifically the auxiliaries of the guardian class will, uh, will be the expression of courage of the virtue of courage in, in this broad stroke
1: definition. Yeah. So what he, um, he describes courage as being able to safely keep the opinions that have been inculcated in you based on your education. <laughs> Do that one more time. Okay. <laughs> that sorry. sounds really so, good, but he says, okay, quote, um, <laughs> go for it. Um, I say, I replied that courage is a sort of safekeeping. What sort? The sort that will safely keep the opinion inculcated by the established education about what things and what kind of things are to be feared. And by retaining it in all circumstances, I meant retaining it safely without losing it in pleasure or pain, desire or fear. If you like, I'll give you an analogy. And yes. he talks about <laughs> dying wool purple and how properly uh-huh. dying the wool purple keeps, makes it, makes it hold the purple regardless. So he's saying that, so he's saying that courage is less of an act, but more of a state of, it's an act in a way, but it's also a state of being where it's like, well, we're like the education is teaching you what to fear and what not to fear? Not to fear the enemy on battle, uh, in mm-hmm. a battle, but to fear wrongdoing and not and and caring about your selfish desires, right? And so yeah. he's saying that what courage really is is being able to hold to the beliefs that are established through your education, regardless of whatever the circumstance may be that is presented to you. And I. Love that. <laughs> that is awesome. <gasps>
0: so, so, okay, I, I need to understand that more because I want to love it with you. Okay. Right? And I think I'm on track. But so it sounds like courage is a construct in, in the sense that it is something that is created in you by your education, it's not some sort of default
1: uh, temperament. Right, right, because right, well, because we would, we would. I mean, when we say something is courageous, we we mean that they're standing up for something, right? We're right in the face yeah. of an adversity. Like mm-hmm. that's how we think of it, right?
0: And so he's saying, right? We wouldn't yes. call. Well, I
1: mean, maybe we do today, but like we wouldn't call something courageous as something like somebody doing the bare minimum in something, Or something easy, that's, yeah, something easy or something that's lightly controversial. So it's he like, he's
0: saying. courage is 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 doing something you know like 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 we would consider it uh courage except that it, it also needs to um or is it is it just the result of your education um to 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 find what is right good and to and to be afraid of what your education has determined for you i'm trying to sort through like what
1: yeah, Plato you know. would yeah, Plato would say Plato would say then, you know, our whole object is to steep them in the spirit of the law and and to and to love what is good and to hate what is bad and wrong. Mm-hmm. So that we behave courageously, or right. that is courage. Oh, you know what I mean? Now I see your question. Uh-huh. Um so that we would behave courageously in the face of adversity. Okay. But then in doing so, that is courage. Is truly
0: obeying the is law that's been educated courageous. in us. And- well, because
1: because then Plato would turn around and say that, like, you know, if... Well, what is what is truly courageous would be to, you know... I guess... Yeah, that's a tough question, because... Mm-hmm. We, I wouldn't, so personally, I wouldn't say that being courageous requires you to, to, to participate in their act of courage, defending something that we would regard as absolutely true. Does that make sense? I'm going to work that back. So basically, okay, let's take it like this. Let's say, let us say, okay, let's make it black, like really black and white as possible. Um, a a union soldier um at the battle of shiloh sounds good okay and <laughs> he is i mean let's just imagine uh you know an african american soldier who you know just a great husband um uh loyal just all these great qualities believe like you know wants to fight for the emancipation of the slaves um, and, and just an, what we would regard as, as an honorable man, um, mm-hmm. in all, in all, in all senses, like absolutely without a blemish. And then, and then, you know, and he believes in his cause and then let's take a Confederate soldier who is equally without fault, but then obviously is fighting to keep slaves.
0: Mm-hmm. If that's his true
1: motivation and not the whole, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's complicated. Um, mm-hmm. so then, and they both shoot each other at the same time on the battlefield. Okay, so we would call, we would say the African American soldier fighting for the emancipation of the slaves. The reason why I made them faultless is so that I didn't have to like nitpick other sure, qualities. Sure. Like let's just make it about the slave thing. Yeah. So the so then the Union soldier dying and the Confederate soldiers dying, and we would say, we would say, okay, well, the Union soldier was fighting for the right cause. But would we say that? The Confederate soldier wasn't courageous. That's exactly what I'm asking, or what Plato would say. Because in my well, no, no, I'm asking, I'm asking us right now. Okay. Well, like, because I would say, well, no, they're both courageous because you went out there and you fought and you fought for what you what you believed in. Like, that's brave. Right. But now it kind of sounds subjective in light of no, 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 because what Plato Plato would agree with that definition. Plato would say, I well, I mean, unless somebody emails me and says (laughs) you're wrong. I mean, but I'll 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 stand on this branch. Plato is saying. Well, Plato saying that like, well, Plato would say that there's a difference between like, like truth and opinion, mm-hmm. but like also Plato would also go on to, you know, say that like, well, the laws of this perfect city would be making like, they would make perfect laws. You know what I mean? Like the assumption so, that we're pursuing wisdom and yes, truth and all that. Yeah. So he would say, however, just for our purposes with courage is that you're just, you're only being like, you are holding fast, steadfastly to what you believe to be right in the face of adversity that comes against you. That is courage. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't require, yeah, it doesn't require like necessarily like, like, um, like some sort of like adjudicating the moral basis by which you act. Yeah. Because, or, you know, and again, the other example would be like, Like the Nazi soldier versus the the U.S. soldier on the you know yeah if if his if his
0: evil was truly institutionalized to the point that he was convinced that what he was doing was right, both actions are courageous. Or or is it the? And I don't want to get too deep into it. Or is it just the simple act of doing
1: something that is hard
0: constitutes courage?
1: Yeah, I don't know what is yeah. So holding in accord with what is correct and in accordance with the law. So like, so there is that sense of like, well, maybe the Nazi soldier isn't necessarily correct. So like, it would also be courageous for him to rebel against that because it's not correct. Mm-hmm. So you're probably right that there is like, that is a confusing question for me. Like, and I, and I should say like, ah, I don't really know. Like, mm-hmm. because, because you know, we want to be in accordance with, with what is the law and with what is right. And so being courageous is always to, to hold fast to that. Um, You know what I mean? And, like in all circumstances and not moving from that and knowing what is to be feared and what's not to be feared. However, there is a lot of gray area with this because it's like, well, you know, let's like, let's enter into a circumstance of like, World we're one something a bit more muddled where it's like, well, we don't really know the purpose of this. So is it, (laughs) is it right to rebel or is it, it, or is it right to stead to be steadfast in, in in fighting that conflict or like, you know, where you could just move it away from the war example, like, you know, it. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm I'm blanking on on examples here. Like, I, I can only think of the war examples because I think he's using yeah, the, the, the military, yeah, yeah. The military class. But like in it's World War totally One, fair. it's like it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, do I, like, like I would say, yeah, it's definitely courageous to 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 be steadfast and like and and to fight yeah. for your country, but it's also but it's also equally courageous to stand up and, and in the face of a court martial or in the face of a lynching or of an execution to say, no, these orders are wrong. I'm not going to go along with it because men are being killed unnecessarily. So, yeah, it, it's just, it's hard. And, and
0: it, it reminds me of those moments in dumb movies where it's like, you're either really brave or you're really dumb. And he's like, maybe both. <laughs> and, and it's like, yeah, yeah, you know. So so I think the exercise of courage even if it's for the wrong cause is a virtue, but that's why the head is important.
1: Yeah. I mean, he even kind of, he kind of makes another like, sorry about this, but he does make a, he does make a statement here where he says, um, he, he says, he's like, this is what I propose to call courage. Unless you have an alternative to suggest he says, um, and he says, no, he replied. And I believe this is Glaucon. Mm-hmm. No, he replied. I haven't for i imagine that you would not regard mere uninstructed judgment such as an animal or slave might have on these matters as being in accordance with law even if right <laughs> and that you would use some other name for it you are quite right i said okay. so i think so maybe i i can i can walk back my statement a little bit so like he does he does make that previous statement about about knowing what to fear and what not to fear in accordance with your education. Yeah. But also he does make that statement where he's like, there, there is a measure of right judgment that has to be put into play into that, in that quote there. Um, and he says that he's like, like, even if they are right, if they're not expressing judgment, it wouldn't necessarily call it courage. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can extrapolate that to make it a bit more gray, but I, cause I see your, I see what you're leveling against and it is making me think about that again. And I, you know, and I will say that I he does not again make it abundantly clear in this section. Yeah, you know. You know that's great. It? I I think I think that was a great question.
0: Yeah, thank you. Let's let's hang on to that then as we, as we move forward. I think the next one's a little easier to, to self grasp. Yeah, self-discipline. Um, and and it seemed to me that my modern understanding of self-discipline uh, and their understanding was were not too far apart. Um, but, but now it's slipping my mind. What was the, uh, class or, um, I guess it's the only one that's left. Uh, what, what was the section of people or occupation that he used in the state, um, that should be exercising self-discipline?
1: He says, um, I think he says all of them.
0: Maybe that's why I don't remember it.
1: Um. (laughs) Because, of course,
0: these qualities should be in everybody, but it, it the question he kind of phrased it, at least in my translation that's so weird, it was like, when we think of a self-disciplined city, what are we really referring yeah, to? Yeah, no, he
1: says he's like what, what where is discipline a characteristic in the state? He says in both the rulers and the subjects. Okay. So that, that's an So like thing. and I and I think what he would say is that the rulers to being able to to determine what is right, um and, and hold it and hold people together in their right order, and then for the subjects to accept that rule and know it to be good and to fall under that yoke.
0: Yeah, so it's a different type of self control for each group.
1: But nonetheless, it's self It's self-discipline as the whole, right? Because we're talking yeah. about the state as a whole. So like self-discipline is found in the cohesiveness of the state.
0: Uh, of the boundaries of the rulers and the and the subjects. Yes. And, and, that, and
1: that kind of right. tension. Because he, he doesn't, because he says the master of oneself is an absurd phrase. He's like, because if you're a master of I yourself, you're a subject to yourself. So it's a contradiction in uh, a way. And so he, so he says what it really means is that there's a, like that self-discipline means that there's actually, you have a, good personality or a better form of your personality and a worse form of your personality. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's like a, a Smeagol Gollum. Right. And so <laughs> there are, and so in this sense, this, this sets up an interesting dynamic where Plato is now splitting us in half. And he's saying there is a better element to yourself and there is a worse element to yourself. And self-discipline means that there is the better element of yourself is overruling and controlling the worst element of yourself.
0: So now we have a two part soul or identity. Yeah, at or, this point like, in let's, the story, yeah. So
1: we have, so base in, tie that in with wisdom. Wisdom must control and be in and maintain the it's unity the and the cohesion, right? And then it that's what creates the self discipline because it's ruling over the the worser the parts, unwise. the unruly or unwise, or, okay. uh, uh rebellious parts of us, undisciplined, uh, right? And then courage is being able to act correctly in all circumstances, regardless of what happens. So being able to maintain that composure and that rule, regardless of whatever winds are buffeting uh, buffeting you in, right. in, in that circumstance, and now we're seeing how all trained
0: t- t- dog, like it, right. Well, that's what he it's says. Go. It's... Right. Okay. So he so says
1: a um, uh, variety of desires is generally to be found in children and women and slaves and in, in the respe- uh, less respectable majority of so-called free men, <laughs> um, while the simple and moderate desires guided by reason and right judgment and reflection are to be found in a minority who have the best natural gifts and best education. Um, and so goes on. Um, self-discipline stretches across the whole scale. It produces a harmony between its strongest and weakest and middle elements. Whether you measure by the standard of intelligence or of strength or of numbers or money or the like. Um, so yeah, hmm. there you have it. So that's self-discipline. Is that, that, that cohesion and and making sure it's yeah
0: i I like that word for cohesion especially on the state level now and and this is what leads us to the last one to justice which if you don't remember because it was a while ago (laughs) is is the entire point of this dialogue that started in the very beginning as they were discussing the nature of justice and socrates said well well, well, we want to understand this we got to discern this entire fictional perfect city so that we could see it on the grand scale. And from there it will be easier to hone in on the person. And now, after going over these virtues, I get it. You know yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and and so now he looks at the city and he says, Okay, uh if this is truly a great city, a good city, a perfect city, um, it would be considered a just city. And now what do we mean by that? Okay, so justice
1: is minding your business. <laughs> Well, We've that sounds this good to me. We've gone this far. The book. Yeah, and there it is. Um, so, what he, really, what he says is that um, he says that justice is, is, it can almost be defined as minding one's business because everybody has, uh, once again, justice being defined as the technique, as being a skill. Um, and, and really, like let's take like, the virtue of wisdom and, and remind ourselves of episteme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and how of, of this theoretical knowledge of things, and then being turned into practical knowledge. So we have right. So the theoretical knowledge, uh, and and that kind of guides us. And then justice is kind of this. So we have the wisdom, courage, and self discipline. And then and then justice kind of sits above all of it because what justice tells us is that everybody has a certain place and a certain craft that they must dedicate to Mm -hmm. um, he's being on having one job (laughs) right right you can only do one thing and so and because you dedicate yourself in excellence to that and so just as so basically self-discipline lays at the at the at the bottom of it or or forms the borders of it yeah where it 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 creates that cohesion you like that word so that Mm -hmm. cohesion and 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 the and being able to have right order and then and then you have, and then you have, um, wisdom that guides and tells us what to pursue is right and what is mm-hmm. wrong, um, and that's more of a theoretical. And then courage cements it for us because it tells us, like, even in the face of of things that happen, we are still going to hold fast to our values that are instructed to us by wisdom, mm-hmm. um, and then and held together by that self discipline and that courage. And then above all of that is justice, because justice, what it does is that. Um, as each is pursuing their own craft and their own excellence, you are um, you are in your own sphere, and then and you're not interfering with others. It's like stay in your own lane, kind yes. of thing. Now, how does that relate to the other three? It has more to do with the like. Think of justice as the goal. So, like you need you need wisdom, courage, and self discipline in order to pursue excellence in your craft. I could see that. Now, now, based hey, on those other definitions, see, I, I, I was trying like, to make them all lead together. Yeah,
0: but, I, I'm. I'm. I feel like, ironically, I'm having a better understanding of justice in the individual than on the state level. But he starts with the state level, or does he go straight into the individual?
1: Well, they kind of start off a little bit with the individual, and then okay. they said, "Okay, let's build the state." And then,
0: okay, so 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 let me let me sum up to make sure I'm getting this. Um, wisdom is the is the administrator um the i i think of the the guardian elder uh who who is discerning right from wrong uh courage is the force that helps us stand up against the temptation of wrong you might say uh because that's the easier path um and that's cemented by education and all that your your self-control is the cohesion (laughs) um that that moderates i guess you could say um but justice the perfection of the craft and not at the expense of other people uh, and and other spheres is the goal that that the body is moving toward, right? Justice is is the pursuit of excellence, but it's also minding your own
1: business, right? Because you're you are see this is and this is this leads into a, a whole other discussion about like is justice like techne bound is like one of the conversations that a lot of people have is is justice like bound up for like for us as people like is it bound up into into having like it dealing with just a craft yeah that like what is justice like minding your own business pursuing excellence in a craft and like you're just focused in on that craft and and that's about it like hmm. and or is it is justice something more to plato um does it does it have a deeper meaning and and also is it can it be seen as just like, is he just talking about like just the state pursuing excellence? Um, is he talking about us as individuals pursuing excellence? What does that look like? Um, what is the ethical value of justice? Um, and it gets very interesting there. Um, um, but yeah, what, because, how, yeah.
0: Hmm, this is surprisingly not legalistic at all in, in, in sounding. So So again, we go back to that first guy whose name is whatever. Pole Marcus maybe, um, who says, uh, you know, it, it's about settling disputes and giving people what they're what they're due. And this is saying mind your own justice is truly the act of perfecting your skill and minding your own business while you do it. We're pretty far from a legal. So where do we get, you know,
1: Lady Justice with her scales a <laughs> balance? From? You know, where does that come from? Well, I mean, I think that's this is going to be a, a constant development as we go through the book, but. I also think that Plato does, you know, say in the book where he said he's like, Well, what happens when a farmer and a shoemaker exchange tools? Like, what happens when, you know, they switch up jobs? He's like, Is that gonna be harmful to the state? And they're like, No, it's not gonna be very harmful to the state. Who cares? He's like, You're right. Now, but what happens when we have a when we have a rich merchant become a warrior? hmm Or a general or something like that. And then everybody's like, Oh, wait a second. Like that could that, do some damage. <laughs> that could do some damage, right? Uh-huh. So then it's more of um and again, is it a practical political work or <laughs> is it a metaphor? <laughs> so like but I mean this is why like let's 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 get out of the political realm to make and let's make it a metaphor. You know, you know, let's say what happens when your your desire for chocolate becomes becomes the becomes the object of wisdom. Mm. Right, so now all of a sudden it fits a bit. It, it fits a bit better, right? Because now we're saying, oh wait, that's not just like that. You can't pursue excellence then, because all of a sudden all you're pursuing is chocolate. Mm-hmm. So what is so then? Justice is again everybody minding their own business, but in the sense of the individual. And if we take this as a metaphor for the soul and us as as just individual beings, um, then what you find is that what he means by everything minding its own business is that your different, like the different faculties contained within yourself as a person are each performing their proper function in their proper place. I
0: think I'm starting to see. And
1: embracing those other three virtues to allow that to be so. Because once again, you need the wisdom, you need the courage and you need the self-discipline in order to have justice. But then justice is a comprehensive look at all of them together in the pursuit of excellence. It's like the real, judicial branch can i even say like like it's the check
0: on the others so to speak no no sorry (laughs) Um, that's okay um
1: think of think of less of one branch think of the three branches of government so you have your legislative executive and judicial but then if some if a kid in your class sits back and says yeah but what's the point of all of it Hmm. that's what justice is okay I think I think I understand,
0: it, and I think we'll uh, I'll understand more as he continues to develop on it. Mm-hmm. You know, so
1: maybe maybe mm-hmm. it's best to move on. Well, I mean, when, yeah, when we start talking about the soul, like yeah, I can kind of yeah. now that's the next section, right? That's right. the well, what it's titled is the elements of mental conflict, but what they mean is the soul because the Greek conception of the soul is a bit different than how we see it.
0: Now, you were telling me before this this podcast <laughs> that the soul <laughs> is, is is called the psyche, in right? Greek. So
1: so the word psychology and where we think of the mind the you know so the greeks you know use the word psyche or sometimes it's spelled suke it's weird so like psyche p-s-y like
0: saka's uh girlfriend in avatar season three suki who was a Kyoshi warrior there's my airbender reference for this episode you're welcome
1: i'm gonna move on psyche as if this (laughs) didn't happen um so we have so you have psyche, P S Y C H E or P S U C H E, and so psyche. So psyche is, um, think of the wholeness of our being. Like, okay, rewind. So <laughs> psyche is the soul. Okay, but what and psyche we- literally translates to is the breath of life. So, mysterious, okay, right, so what Plato's conception of the soul is is that like you it's what gives a thing life, it's like what mm. animates and gives a thing at life itself like and it's not yeah. it's not the it's not the. It's not the uh all the organs and your heart and your lungs and all the science of that. It's something Can, more mysterious. Right. It's it? like okay. no no no. What is that spark like contained within you that gives you life? Wow. Beyond that. That is the soul. That is your psyche. That is what your, you are.
0: Would it be fair to say like your innermost being that sounds kind of new agey, but right you know, right. But, right. But Plato
1: would and Plato would be so bold to claim and I'm getting ahead of myself, but he, he's so bold to claim that that thing has a physical reality contained within you that is apart from your body. Whereas like a Ar-
0: physical thing, not a part of your body, but right. it's in you. Right. That's interesting. Right. So
1: Aristotle would like say that you're a composite being, that like, no, your body is like who you are as a person and all your composite parts is your soul. And Plato's like, no, 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 no. Your soul is something separate from you. It's the it's it's the life that animates the body that you're in, and then it and then it will leave. Whereas the where and the pre-Socratics kind of compared it to like a smoke where like it was like a smoke in you and then when you died it like got blown away or like and then yeah. but that led to other f- like f- that led to a lot of philosophical problems cuz it was like well couldn't the smoke just blow away now like couldn't it move right, to what's somebody continued. else like what's containing it blah 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 but then plato was like no it's like more of like your life force and hmm. it moves on once you die it only simply inhabits your body
0: That's so in- i wouldn't have expected something so just mysterious sounding from somebody who's so well, thorough. Well, wait until broad. we get to the dividing
1: line in the realm of the forms and the process of recollection in his epistemology. Yeah, I'm looking like, forward yeah, to that. It's a lot of it's, it's the movement of the cosmos. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. So,
0: so he starts talking about the soul. Plato, Plato first talks about the four virtues, which are both in the state level, but also inside of us, there are these four forces that are helping us to move towards goodness but then so there's there's four things in us but then there's also three things they're in in uh, our soul
1: oh uh, okay okay so the the four principles don't exist within the state of the soul they're two separate things sorry okay yeah no confused. no i i
0: think i understood that so the could we say for simplicity's sake the four virtues are like in the mind and heart and the soul is separate from that let's make it we
1: can actually be simpler than that. Let's just say the four virtues exist outside of you,
0: okay. They're just thing external you, things we see You seek.
1: have okay, so now we're you're you're starting to get into the forms and no, no, and yeah, so like I the, mean, so the idea the very the very conceptions of of self-control or self-discipline, courage, knowledge, and justice have have true manifestations of what they are in and of themselves in the realm of the forms or the realm of the intellect beyond us that our soul gains knowledge of through okay. through recollection. Yeah. So that was so, so sorry now, I apologize to the listener we're like that's Yeah, yeah. So so
0: external things we're seeking after. Right. They they're there we just have knowledge of right. them. All right. So let's so i just does leave he, it right there for now. So tell me about the soul again and you you explained it well as that vapor inside of us. And then he goes on to say there are three parts. And how does that relate to this conversation about justice? So basically,
1: what, how the conversation begins to like lead into the soul? Because it is it is kind of weird to be like, well, we're talking about these principles, and all of a sudden now you're telling me about the soul itself, and it's like, well, that's. Right, and
0: he's not, he's not very clear about how he he defines it. A lot I feel like is assumed that the Greeks agreed on this. Is that fair to say?
1: No, they didn't, but. Um, well, I mean, Plato's kind of like, like I said, you have the pre-Socratics and then you have, well, the people before Plato or before Socrates uh-huh. and then all of a sudden Plato. So then you have Plato steps on the scene with like kind of a, like the very first like comprehensive theory of the soul and then Aristotle after him. So, okay. and then also Plato is very much influenced by Pythagoras. So... There's that too. So really how it starts is like, well, we're looking for justice in the state. So now let's look for justice in the individual. And so that's why that's where we are now, where it's like, now we're talking about the soul Mm -hmm. of like, well, what is like the individual? Where do we see it? And so, um, so what does he say? Um, like, let's transfer it. Let's transfer our findings to the individual and they fit him well and good. Um, on the other hand, if we find justice in the individual is something different, we will return to the state and test our new definition. So by the friction right. of comparison, we might strike a spark, which will illuminate justice for us. Um, and, so, um, and so there is no difference between a just man and a just city. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he just kind of says right out, he's like, we shall expect to find that the individual has the same three elements in his personality. But what are those three elements? Right. So you have the three classes, right? Oh, okay, he's back, so, right. back to bronze, silver, so, Right, right. So you have you have your gold, you have your silver, and your bronze. So like and, let's move and the with that. Gold was
0: the the guardians.
1: The gold is the guardians. The philosopher the, king specifically. The, is silver, the silver is the is your auxiliaries, and, the and then
0: bronze are the working class. Right.
1: Exactly. Okay. So then, so then that's where he divides. But that's in our soul. In our right. innermost being. Right. So if, if it's a one to one, if there's no difference, then that means that there and are we three have classes. To accept that, yeah. Right. So that if there's three classes in this in the perfect state, then that means there are three faculties that are contained within who you are in your soul. Or we define the state, wrong, which it doesn't look like it according to no, that's no. what he's saying, right? Right, right. So then okay. so what you find because if you have to see because we just said that, well, we found justice in this state, so then that means like let's see if we can say the same in the individual. Right. right? So the three this parts the of the soul. So three parts of the soul. So you have the head, the heart, and the stomach. So you have the head, which contains reason. reason. Um, so that's going to be represented by your philosopher king, gold class, the rulers. Uh-huh. The heart, which is your spirit. desire, um, spirit, spirit, specifically. Okay. Sorry. Um, and then, because all three contain a desire, if that makes sense. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the, you have the heart, which is going to be your spirit. And that's going to be your silver class, your warriors. Thumos, yeah, right. Okay, and, got and it. Then, <laughs> yes, and then you have your stomach, which that's is the one that's more the bronze, like impulse, the appetites, appetitive. So it's so insulting to the bronze. Yeah. Class. So <laughs> the words in Greek are tologistikon. So what did you just say to me? <laughs> to okay. logisticon is like like knowledge to reason, um, to pursue knowledge, and then you have a two to, uh, to, uh, to uh, thumoides. Thumoidis. Sounds like Thumos. thumos. So you're Thumos. So, um, and then you have uh, to Demotike. So he uses kind of like the root of the word democracy. And it's like this infighting of different desires and passions and (laughs) things like that. Sounds like a democracy. Yeah, he hates democracy. So, yeah. Um, And so that's kind of how he establishes that. And the reason why he's able to do that is because he says that, well, you have you have like, let's say you have somebody who has the desire to drink something.
0: And so he was was so complicated. He was (laughs) like, if you want to drink, you're just asking for a drink. I'm like, yeah. And then he's like, but if you want to drink something cold, then you want something cold. And I was like, I was so confused. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) yes, I agree. I have no idea what you're talking about anymore, man. Um, So help me understand that he was, he was relating that to the Dumb
1: He's saying there are parts to your body that like, okay, I'm going to really simplify this then. Um, <laughs> he says there are, there are distinctions that come about between the difference between knowledge in and of itself and the knowledge of an object. So like think of knowledge, like qual knowledge, just knowledge itself. And then the knowledge of a said thing. Okay, so now we're there. So, when you have a desire to drink something of a particular kind, but another part of oneself resists that desire to drink something, two opposite desires cannot exist within the same space. That sounds good. Okay, so that's just... I'm just stating what he's saying. Okay, okay. Two opposite desires cannot exist in the same space. So, somebody who wants to drink a glass of water and then also at the same time knows that... Or, let's say, for your case, you're lactose intolerant. So, you (laughs) want to drink a glass of milk and another party is like no don't drink that glass of milk. So it's like well those same desires obviously exist within you as a person Austin, but they do not exist within the same they must be different. Right, they have to be different things. So is
0: that so so the part of my mind that's saying no don't drink it cuz you're lactose intolerant idiot, that that's my reason. Right. But the but the desire that initial desire for the milk is my stomach. What did he call it? Sorry. The impulse. Yeah, your stomach, the,
1: your your appetitive ap- appetite of desires. Appetite, your appetite. Let's just say appetite.
0: And 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 it was that third one that was hard. That was the hardest to understand because again, thumos, we don't have a word for it. But if there was something like passionate and raging in me about having milk, <laughs> which I don't know how that would happen. But if there was some sort of deeper, like patriotic need for milk, that would be coming from the heart.
1: <laughs> I know that's such a dumb
0: example. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would say,
1: uh, he would say that like, so he uses the example of the famous Timaeus example where it's like, it's like, uh, he, he talks about the story of a man who is walking by a bunch uh, yeah. of corpses. Right. Right. And then and the he, executioners he, there. He, right. And he has the desire to look upon the corpses. And then he says, and then he says, Oh, you know, I don't want to look at the corpses. That's wrong to look at the corpses, but he like is curious and he really wants to. And so then he, and then he does, and then he rebukes himself for it, but then he rebukes, he rebukes a, like his eyes. He says, go ahead, look, like get your fill. Have you had a good look at them yet? And so Socrates looks at that conflict and he says, okay, so obviously there are different faculties that are going on here inside this, uh, inside this man. Where he's like, okay, so his reason is telling him, his pursuit of knowledge and, and, and his understanding of what's true and good mm-hmm. is telling him, don't look at the corpses. But obviously there's an appetitive desire in him that wants to look at the corpses. <laughs> and then so that, so these two desires are battling it out, okay? Mm. And then his, and then so then he, and then so one desire overcame the other. And then so then when he looks at the corpses, and then here's where the Thumos comes in, and this is the weird part. Where like Thumos, then Thumos is the thing that's rebuking him, actually. Oh, where Thumos Thumos has created. Oh, no, this is getting a little complicated, but Thumos, like the eyes, are a part of him, but he's treating the eyes as something separate. Right. So what Thumos does is that Thumos is naturally allied with reason, according to Plato. So like your spirit is naturally allied with with reason. So like hmm. your your you need just not just. Like knowledge You mm-hmm. need to have like a, a passion And a desire to move towards knowledge And that's where the Thumos comes in So so Thumos in its anger um, if, if it can be characterized like that It rebukes himself But what it does is that It creates a external character Which are the eyes to rebuke Weird It is weird
0: but So it like sense. it's
1: all about like creating external beings So to like conquer mm-hmm. basically Is what Thumos does so we have these three parts of
0: the soul that are interacting. Um and it sounds like to Plato, um to to live effectively is to um have reason at the head, the thumos to activate the reason, and for uh the, the, the appetites
1: to be tempered. Is that fair? Mm. So, right. So I, I, I wish I could draw a diagram, but the, <laughs> the, so you have your, and again, there's a lot of debate about this. Um, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to really unpack this and make this as simple as possible for people where it's like the appetites are just generally desired as wanting food, drink, mm-hmm. wealth, sex, simple stuff, the, you know, the very base desires, um, it wants to consume. Um, and, and then the spirit can be seen as being like part of like your will and your spirit. Yeah. And then, and then it desires to gain what is honorable. Like that's what your Thumos wants is, is to gain is to like achieve what is regarded as honorable um, and, and brave. And then the, and then reason um, is always wanting to pursue truth and wisdom and so, how it works for Plato is that you need to like all things need to be in the right order. So you can't just like pursue like food, like and 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 alcohol and wealth and all these other things like of your accord just rampantly. Yeah. And so, reason has like is the highest faculty in which you should be pursuing wisdom. Like obviously you have to eat, but, and he says, you, you can, you can, you just, you have to love things in right order. Hmm. And then your thumos, um, as it pursues what is honorable, therefore it needs to know that what is honorable is what is like, what is what reason desires, not what the appetites desire. Right. That's like a weird tug of war. Yes. It's, it's, it's so complicated,
0: but it's so practical and at the same time.
1: Huh? Yeah. So, um, and reason is also not just like the love of desire, like is not the love of learning and wisdom. It's not just like the love of that. I should say, I shouldn't say like even desire, it should be like desire, attraction. You can say desire, attraction, love. So like, it's not just the love of wisdom and learning reason is also the faculty that creates orders and plans. So like it oh. plans, it, it creates plans for your life. That's what reason does. Like even somebody, even somebody that who like does desire wealth, he still has to make plans to achieve that wealth. Right. So he's still using the faculty of reason. So that's it's just where, a question of who's serving who. So it gets into a question of whether reason rules normatively or directly.
0: Directly being so, like,
1: right. So, so, how do I how do I break this down? So, what's normative? So, normative being like being like, um, like in a general sense, okay, let's let's think of it this way where does is it should we think of reason as being like, like, okay, reason not only loving, um, there, like, reason loves what is. Uh, Learn like loves learning, loves knowledge, loves pursuing what is true, self reflection, all these things. And then, so if does Plato think of reason as being as being that which pursues the highest good, and so therefore it uses thumos to rule directly over the desires and keep them in in line and keep them in heel. So like it's so it's yeah. a direct rule. Got it or of like planning life so that he sees, he sees reason as being like, like just being that what you like the desires and the loves and the attractions of reason being that what you pursue in your life. Or is it more of a normative where it says where reason can be seen as like, think of, think of like the faculty of reason, like its ability to plan and to calculate as being separate from its desires of, of, of wisdom. And so therefore, what really happens is that you see that that your you can see an appetitive desire take over and use and use thumos and reason to pursue that end
0: right well that just sounds like the what
1: could happen but what plato doesn't want to happen uh the well yeah he doesn't want that to happen but It's more of like, how does he, how does he view it? Does he see it as like, and for like just the everyday. So like, does he see it as like, you have all these, let's think of it this way. Like you have all these desires, right? And I want you to pick these desires in group A rather than in group B. However, in either group A or group B, you'll see that you're using the faculty of reason and the faculty of Thumos like your logisticon and thermoidus to pursue that end. And so it's more of a question of discerning what end you want to pursue, I which see. is a very, which is actually a very Humean, like David Hume. That's kind of what he thinks of reason as reason kind of just evaluates uh, the objects in the world of what you want to desire and then creates a plan to achieve that desire. Yeah. So Plato's simply saying, okay, like you have this desire out there and then, Go like I want you to just pursue the right ones rather than the wrong ones Or is he saying reason is a faculty that possesses desires in and of itself and rules over the soul I see but then if that's the case Why is that like not with everybody and so then obviously that's not so then it's not so great So then so then is he saying well then only certain people can rule? Like like can have reason being the rule over it or is it more of we're just choosing the wrong things and exactly how would it, how would that look like how could we choose the wrong things if reason has its own desires so does that make a lot of sense and then so yeah now we're like in deep water and then also and or is it or is it that when um if reason it, like is to rule directly then why would it you know why would it need to if it does have its own desires um so I, I hope I'm making sense, but yeah, I mean it's just it's another one of
0: those nightmares that, that yeah. Plato this leaves is, us this with has us. been my
1: research, right? That's like uh,
0: it, it's, a lot. it's it's impossible to completely nail down because um, he he is covering so much in in now what is seeming like a very short book, given the <laughs> amount of you know like given, sure. given the amount of ground he's trying to cover. He's introducing the concept of the soul and and he gives it like. 15 pages like i it it obviously needs more than that to nail down what he believes but i think that the big takeaway and we're running out of time so let me we're pretty much at our time is what i should have said uh so so let me try to summarize what what i think is is clear so so in summary plato introduces some interesting ideas first he gives us those four virtues that um you helped clarify Are Actually, external, but that we're seeking after, namely wisdom, courage, self-discipline, um, and justice, being um, both the goal and keeping us in our lane as, we, as we're we're moving towards it. Yes. Um, and, and then and then he helped us to uh, understand the, how he views the soul in three parts. Uh, just like the city has gold, silver, and bronze, so we have gold being reason, the the ideal leader of the city. We have silver. Um, being our thumos, which is kind of an, uh, a spirit. A, yeah, a spirit, an emotional aid, partially to to our uh, to our reason. And lastly, we have our our more base desires, food, hunger, sex, and and all that stuff. Um, and 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 the goal, this is what I'm getting <laughs> is 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 to effectively balance the equation um, so that you can uh, live the most harmonious life that your soul is not in conflict with itself. Um, and and ultimately achieve that weird word you eudaimonia eudaimonia eudaimonia. Um,
1: have I summarized well? Yeah. What I'm gonna do? Yeah. I think that's really good. Um, And I and and I'm only gonna I'm only gonna throw this out there as a suggestion. I and I and I think we may do this. Is that because this topic is really important for like especially as we move on to like when we start talking about the form the forms and the cave yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like I may just record an independent like Plato's Soul Part Two Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> um, and, where like it's just a ten maybe fifteen minute thing where I'm kind of going over yeah if you want to de- yeah in greater detail we'll, we'll
0: we'll figure that out later but maybe we will consider attaching an additional supplemental something yeah let's not define it yeah because I mean he, he does yeah he
1: does pick it up again in book nine so yeah i'm not gonna okay but, i mean we may be confused when we hit there so I'm yeah so but. so
0: look out for that some sort of supplemental something to to help this this is a very complicated concept um but i i think we did we did okay so thank you for joining us our our wonderful viewers and listeners um as always uh just leave us some feedback if you if if you have any thoughts or comments we'd love to hear them so um, you know, you can, you can also email us at the academy, uh, podcast at outlook.com. Um, and, and, uh, if you haven't already check out the Q and a, uh, that was published at the same time as this. Um, so we took a couple of questions, um, well, that, that, yeah, that, that were, that our viewers were asking both about Plato, but also just about our lives in general. And if you enjoy that, maybe we'll continue that, um, as well into the future. So, um, that's
1: all I got. Any other thoughts? Yeah. Um, guys, uh, you know, thank you. Guys and girls, thank you so much for listening in on us. And uh, we really appreciate it. We love all the support that we've been getting. Um, and uh, and uh, even listeners from other countries were really humbled and honored by that. Um, so um, if you could, just please go ahead and subscribe to us to Wherever you're listening to us on our podcast. Uh, list- <laughs> precisely go ahead, and, go ahead and please subscribe uh to wherever you happen to be listening to our podcast we're now on spotify so you can check us out on spotify apple podcast anchor um really anywhere um go ahead and subscribe uh, please leave a five-star rating please leave a review it really does help with the algorithms we could really appreciate that indeed um and uh also we are on twitter as well as, and instagram so if you like that a bit of extra content give us a follow um, and you can get in touch with us that way as well thank you so much